As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Friends, this is a reading from the Holy Scriptures appointed to be read on Palm Sunday. And it is in the book of Ephesians, the first chapter. It's reading there at the 15th verse. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all his people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, riches of his glorious inheritance in his people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that can be invoked, not only in the present, but also in the one to come. God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. This reading, Paul calls attention to the fact that among the Christians, we give thanks for each other. He says in verse 17 of the first chapter of Ephesians, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And that is my prayer for you. Namely, that I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. And he begins that whole section by saying, For this reason, I give thanks for you. I give thanks for you. And that's what we do together as a congregation. We give thanks for each other. We appreciate each other. We care for each other. And during this time of the coronavirus, and during this time of uh, self-isolation, and during this time when we cannot gather together for worship, we don't forget each other. We think about each other. We consider each other. We call each other. We pray for each other so that 
even though separated by distance and by situation and circumstance, we are nonetheless together, although separated. And St. Paul had the same experience. He was a person who was imprisoned. He was a person who did not have people who could visit him. He did not have what we have today, telephone and internet or email or anything. He had only his remembrance of those whom he had brought to the faith of Jesus Christ. And in his prison cell, he could write, he was allowed, because he was a Roman citizen, to write letters, and he did write letters. And this is one of those letters, which he writes to the congregation at Ephesus, which he had founded. And he says, I remember you. I can see you with my mind's eye. And in my times of stress and tribulation, I think of you. I am reminded of you. I refocus myself upon you. I image you to myself. And that brings me encouragement and hope and faith and courage. And so as we begin this Palm Sunday podcast, we think of each other. And we think of where we sit in church. And we think of what we look like and what we are like and how much we appreciate each other. And so let's begin with a prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you. We thank you that you have given us St. Matthew's Church. We thank you that you have given us each other. And we thank you mostly that you have brought us together in Christ, in the faith, in the hope and faith and courage that we have in him. That in all things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. To every Sunday, let us join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and he sits on the right hand of God, the Father, the Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us also join together in the 23rd Psalm, the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Old Testament reading appointed to be read on this Sunday of the Palm Sunday, also known as the Passion of Our Lord or Passion Sunday, is found in the book of the prophet Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, beginning at the first verse. Who has believed our message? 
and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before us like a tender shoot, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We, all like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgression of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days and the will of the Lord will prosper in his land. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. And by his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, for he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will despise the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. The Gospel reading for Palm Sunday, also known as Passion Sunday, is found in the book of St. John, the 12th chapter, reading there at the 12th verse. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found the donkey and sat on it, and as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey, on a colt. At first his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified, did they realize that these things had been written about him, that these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. And many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. But the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world 
has gone after him. Grace and mercy and peace be to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, on this day of Palm Sunday, and also known as the Passion Sunday, we enter into the mystery, and it is a mystery, a divine mystery, of Jesus. At Christmas time, we approach Jesus from the message of the angels. Glory be to God in the highest, and peace among people with whom God is pleased. We enter into the mystery of the Annunciation of the angel Gabriel to the Virgin Mary. Behold, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. You shall conceive in your womb and bear a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And Mary said, Be it unto me as the Lord wills. At Christmas time, we enter into the message that Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior of the world, that God entered into human flesh in order to give us a revelation of himself, that God reveals himself, uncovers himself, comes out from behind the cloud, shows us the trueness of God's willingness to be for us, to live for us, to die for us. Now at Palm Sunday and the whole Passion narrative, we enter into the final narrative of Jesus as he rides the donkey to his death, as it were. This is the ultimate identification of God with us, that God didn't only come among us to be a man, to be a human, to know what it is like to feel and to think and to experience humanity, but that God also entered into this world to experience the ultimate crisis for the human person. Jesus entered into this world in order to die. Now I emphasize the word die because it's a big word. It's the most, it's the biggest word. It's the biggest word to die. There was a time pick a date, your birth date, when you were not. And before then, you did not know yourself because you were not. But at a certain point in time, you were born from your mother and your father, and you became a living person with the breath of God within you. You had a mind and a heart and a soul, and you lived out your life, and you are living out your life, as a God-blessed person. But we all face a crisis. It's not the coronavirus, even though the coronavirus has a part of it, which is the part called death. The thing that's frightening everybody about the coronavirus is to die. And we all face that crisis one way or another, at one time or another. Now, we don't walk into death. There are very few people who volunteer to die. But we all know that we will die. And this Palm Sunday, this Passion Sunday, is the beginning of the revelation, the revealing, the uncovering of the mystery 
of life and death, that God comes among us to say to us at Christmas time, be not afraid because I am with you and I will carry you throughout life. I will carry you into death and I will carry you through death to the other side of death, which is eternal life. And Jesus experiences that himself during this Passion Week as we approach Holy Thursday, Good Friday, the time in the tomb and the time of resurrection. We affirm that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, was truly human for us, that he lived among us, a man among us, a human being, and that he died among us. And then on the third day, he rose from the dead. The words from the dead should startle us, startle us in a good sense. One is because it's unbelievable, because it's startling. And on the other hand, because it's true. Jesus rose from the dead for us. He's the firstborn of those that sleep. He is the firstborn who comes out of the grave for us. Now you think of the others and you think of Lazarus raised from the dead or the widow of Nain's son raised from the dead or Jairus' daughter raised from the dead. That's a different situation entirely because that's before the resurrection. Jesus raises them from the dead. That's an act of God's grace individually applied to those individual persons in order to give us a sign and a symbol and a indication of what was yet to come. When Jesus goes into the grave, he dies. He says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And then he gives up his soul into the hands of God. Each one of us, at a particular time, by God's grace, will be confronted by death. And may it be so that we have the strength and the hope and the faith and the courage to say, Father, into your hands I commit my soul and then give up our souls willingly at the end of our life into the hands of God because God is faithful and God is good and God is just. And just as on the third day he raised Jesus from the dead, on the third day, as it were, God will raise up from the dead and give unto us that which is indicated by Jesus himself, a everlasting life, a transformed body, a personal experience after death, which will go on forever and ever and ever in the light of God's grace. That is the message of Palm Sunday. That's the message of Easter. And that is a message because of Jesus that we can be sure is true. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in this faith unto everlasting life. Amen. Friends, on this Palm Sunday, let us join together in prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you through Jesus Christ, your Son. You have given us the message of the gospel, a message of hope, a message of faith, hope, and courage, a message that inspires us and helps us to cope 
with everything we face on a daily basis. During this time of crisis in our world, we pray for the world that it may be healed from this coronavirus. We pray for our nation that it may be healed from this coronavirus. We pray for our leaders, the president and all those in authority, that they may be able to make the right decisions and guided by your light and your hand, that they may enact those measures which will restore our nation to strength and to health. We pray for our loved ones, that you surround them with your care and the guardian angels of your protection. We pray for your church, that we may move through this time of difficulty unto a new strength and a renewal of our strength in the days yet to come. We pray also for those who have died. O Lord God, Holy Father, welcome those of your saints who have died from this virus or other causes into the light of your mercy, into the perpetual light of your beatific vision through Christ our Lord. Friends, let us join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Friends, as we end this podcast, please pray for each other. Remember each other. Think about each other every day. Also look forward to the day, as I do, when we can gather together face to face in worship at St. Matthew's, when we can join together in the Holy Communion, when we can lift up our hands in prayer and praise to God, and we can rejoice in the gift that he has given to us. During this week, I intend to have a podcast for Holy Thursday, for Good Friday, and for Easter Sunday, and I hope that you will be willing to join with me in worship and in prayer during these days, the most holy days inclusive of of Christmas that the church celebrates. And I also ask you to, to just, you know, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Amen. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.